Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one fiery page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Nadarim 16, we come across a question that may seem small, but it's kind of big, huge, kind of at the heart of everything. The question that could change the whole way you approach, really, Judaism. Have a listen. Rava said in objection to the explanation of Abaye, but were mitzvot given for the purpose of deriving benefit? The performance of mitzvot is not considered benefit. Why then would performance of the mitzvah with a sukkah be considered deriving benefit? Rather, Rava said a different explanation. This case is referring to one who said, dwelling in a sukkah is hereby prohibited to me, and that case is referring to one who said, I hereby take an oath that I will not dwell in a sukkah. This whole discussion revolves around this deep, fundamental, philosophical question, do we perform mitzvot, the righteous deeds, the commandments that the Torah commands us to do, do we perform them to derive benefit because they're good for us in some way? Or do we just do as we're told? It's kind of a biggie. And so today I'm calling in the big guns. My pleasure to welcome back to the show, Rabbi Lauren Tuckman. Hello. Hello. So wonderful to be back. So in, uh, you know, eight minutes or less, all we ask of you is to tell us if we're supposed to uh, keep all the commandments of the Torah for uh, the purpose of deriving benefit or not. Only that. Only that tiny question, right? So this is one of those tractates. Nadarim traditionally is understood to be one of the hardest to learn in the entire Shas, in the entire Talmud. And I think this philosophical question is really at the heart of what it means to think about ourselves in relationship with mitzvot, and maybe even with halakha generally, with Jewish law. And we all have our own different relationships to both of those things. So there are a lot of different ways to think about this. And I would like to think about the idea that the mitzvot are for us as Jews so that we can ha'ibaham that we live by them, right? These are actually supposed to be good things for us to do, not only because they bring us into connection with Hashem, but also because they can bring us into connection with other people. And at the same time, in our tractate, we know the rabbis are really taking vows and oaths extraordinarily seriously. So you could also say, well, do I do a mitzvah? Because actually I'm commanded to do a mitzvah, whether it's good for me or not. And I think you can make a really strong rabbinic case that, in fact, it has nothing to do with whether I like the mitzvah. It has everything to do with the fact that I am in covenant. I am part of the Jewish people, and therefore I do this thing because I'm commanded to do it. But I think that as contemporary Jews, wherever we are in the world, I think we're all faced with the reality that we live in a society that for most of us, and there are certainly those for whom the standard rabbinic thinking about this makes perfect sense, but I would say for most of us today, the idea that I only do mitzvot because I'm in relationship, I'm in this covenant, in this breach, that can only get us so far. I find that to be really alive for me religiously in some ways, but I also recognize that it is limited and it doesn't always seem so self-evident. So I also would argue that, in fact, mitzvot 
are really, really good for us to do, right? I think doing Jewish acts on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever is actually really positive and really affirming. And so often I think that in our world, you know, we know that there are so many challenges facing Jewish people around the world today, and we could go into all of those. But we forget that Judaism is not only the challenges that we're facing and not only the struggles and the really deep issues that we need to work out. It's all of the Jewish joy that we get to do through mitzvot. I have a question. Uh, I I absolutely love this, but I want, obviously, because this is a show about the Talmud, I want to complicate things a little bit. So, yes, obviously, the the covenantal element, uh, at least for me, I I do fall in the camp of those who say, like, well, obviously, you got to do it because you got to do it, man, because it's in the book and that's the covenant and don't ask questions. I mean, shoot first, ask questions later. But there's also the notion, which is pretty strong, of kavanah, right? Of intentionality. The idea of doing a thing, basically not just, it's very evident, for example, in the first tractate we learned together, tractate brachot, which deals with all the blessings and some of the prayers. Say like, don't just come to your daily prayer just basically saying, man, it's almost sundown. I just got to get mincha out of the way. And it's like, just come to it with, with a real open heart. So is there maybe something uh, here to be said that we are at least a little bit permitted to stop and be like, no, I, I kind of want to feel this one because I want to make sure I'm, I'm really doing it right in my heart. I think Kavanaugh is extremely important. And one of the things that I feel most passionately about in my work is thinking of ways to do things with greater Kavanaugh so that it's not only done by rote. I certainly have been in many spaces where, just as you said, it's almost sundown. Oh my gosh, we've got to get mincha done. Let's do it really quickly. And, you know, a two-minute mincha and it's by the book, but there's no feeling at all, right? And I'm really interested in saying, yes, these mitzvot are, for me, this is my religious language, which, you know, believe or take or as you will. The covenant is very important to me. The sense of obligation is very important. But the kavanah is part of that. And I think too many of us have lost that kavanah where we just do things to check the box. And I just don't believe that that was the intention. I think that kavanah should run through everything. We can't do everything with maximal kavanah, otherwise we'd never do anything else in our lives. But even just taking a moment and stopping and pausing, I think that's one of the reasons that Jewish meditation has so exploded, right? Because we know that there's something there that we need to pause. We need to do these needs vote these acts of sacred obligation with that sense of kavanah. Amen to that. And you know, this reminds me of one of my favorite Hasidic stories of the Baal Shem Tov, the founder of the Hasidic movement, who reportedly, you know, would stand on the bima and wait until he really felt the spirit move him to pray, sometimes for two, three, four hours, which made, you know, being a congregant at his shul, I would bet, a bit frustrating. Rabbi Lauren Tuckman, thank you so much for delivering us more succinctly and so eloquently and movingly. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay and Quinn Waller. 
Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Mark Oppenheimer, Sarah Fredman Ader, Robert Scaramuccia, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic and we will see you again soon.